Well, good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. If you have a copy of God's Word, go ahead and open it with me to Luke chapter 2. And we are so thankful that you are joining us here online, on YouTube, uh, wherever you may be and however you are tuning in. Thank you. We are so thankful for the opportunity to worship God with you this morning. Christmas morning, may God give you an incredible celebration with all of those individuals that are around you. And uh, yeah, we're very blessed to be reading God's word with you this morning and ministering in this way. So this is Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be reading five verses, verses 15 through 20, starting in verse 15 of Luke chapter 2. When the angels went away from them into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And when they went with haste, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all of these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Praise God for the reading and for the hearing of his word. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your grace and mercy. We thank you, God, for Christmas morning We thank you for the celebration that it is, God, to lift up your holy name, to exalt your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his advent. Thank you for his coming, his arrival into our lives and into our living rooms this morning. I pray, God, that you would take this word and that you would multiply it out across every household, across every heart. Lord, with everyone who is stirring with Christmas fever and excitement. God, may you uh, show us your son, Jesus Christ, and may we rejoice in him and love him. And we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So from Danielle and I and the girls, we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And we are so thankful that you could be with us this morning. Um, it, we're getting a little bit of a COVID feel this, this morning. This is feels like 2020 again when we were streaming every service live every week. And so we're just doing this one week and hopefully, uh, you know, you have a Merry Christmas at home and you can join us next week as we kick off the new year, January 1st, 2023. And we're going to be kicking that off together live in person. So you're all invited to come back to the church building next week and join us as we kick off what should be a fantastic year 2023. Now my sermon title this morning is called Christmas is Good News to the Worshipers. Christmas is Good News to the Worshipers. So there's so much worship going on right now at Christmas time and rightfully so. Worship, biblically speaking, is bowing down or stooping down or bending over in grateful submission. And the best idea of worship is us bowing down to God And giving him glory for Christmas, for Jesus' arrival. And worship is declaring the worth of someone or something. The great Adrian Rogers 
the, the preacher, said this. He says, the wisest thing you could do at Christmas time or at any other time is to worship Jesus. And I say a hearty amen to that. Jesus indeed is the reason for the season. And Jesus is the answer to the problem of sin. The problem that we all have is sin. Jesus is the one and only answer to receiving forgiveness of our sins and to receive eternal life in heaven. Jesus, in every sense of the word, he creates Christmas. Jesus, every year, shines down his light on us and we celebrate um, him in every way. So if you know Jesus as your savior, you are declaring his worth this morning. You're declaring his worth at Christmas. We're bowing down to the baby Jesus who is God in the flesh. Now, Jesus creates a lot of different kind of worshipers at this time of year because he saves a lot of different types of people from their sin. If you consider the Bible and what it says, there's lots of different kinds of sinners that Jesus draws to himself and he creates them to be worshipers. If you think about fearful Moses um, to sheepish Gideon, if you think about bitter Naomi and foolish Peter, those are just a few examples of the many different kinds of types of sinners that Jesus comes and he saves and he redeems their life for his glory. And that's the big idea of our passage this morning is that the gospel saves and creates all different kinds of worshipers in the kingdom of Jesus. So Jesus creates worshipers of his great name. And there's a lot of different variety in this Christmas celebration. So if you're wondering whether there is a seat at Christmas for you, you can rest assured and be very confident that Jesus Christ has a place for you this Christmas. He saves and creates worshipers of all different kinds. And we're going to be looking at three different types of worshipers that Jesus creates for his kingdom and his glory. Um, and we're going to see that in Luke chapter 2, three different types of worshipers that came to be as Jesus arrived. The first type of worshiper is this, the awestruck worshiper. The awestruck worshiper. Look with me in verse 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So this first group of people were the people who wondered at what the shepherds were telling Mary and Joseph. No doubt there was a group of people. We're not told how many people there were. If there were just a few, if there was a lot, we're not told. But we do know there was a group who was listening to the shepherds testify about the angelic announcement about Jesus. And they saw baby Jesus in front of them and they were awestruck with the, the reality of the news that they were hearing. They were deeply moved as they considered the baby before them was indeed 100% God taking on human form. And Jesus Christ is the baby that would redeem humanity from their sins. They would be shocked. They would be wondering. They would be in awe of the scene before them. And Jesus creates those kinds of worshipers. There are those who hear the gospel and they think, how could this be? This news is absolutely amazing. So this morning, many kids in your living room have already or will open up presents and some of those presents will cause them to have shocked faces. I can't believe I'm getting this present. 
I can remember about 30 years ago when, when my brothers and I got a Super Nintendo system. And I remember just how cool that was. We, we thought maybe it was going to happen. We were hopeful that we would get a Nintendo. Um, we had an Atari 5800. So if you remember those bad boys from the late 80s, early 90s, and we were hoping we'd get a Super Nintendo. And then we got it. And when we got it, we were all in shock. When we opened up the present, we were like, oh my, we have arrived in life. We have arrived as people. We have a Super Nintendo system with controllers and a game and John Madden football and Super Mario Brothers. And we were shocked in a good way. Many children are going to be opening up presents in your house this morning and they will have shocked faces because they can't believe they got what they asked for. That is an illustration of certainly the group that was hearing the shepherds talking about Jesus Christ and the angelic announcement of Christ. And he, he, Jesus was shocking these individuals. They were in awe. They were in wonder of what was happening right in front of them. And that is one type of worshiper that Jesus creates in his kingdom. Those who hear the gospel and can't believe this good news that God would come down to mankind and save anyone who would repent of their sins and believe in Jesus alone. If there is that good news out there, it's shocking and it's amazing to believe in. And there are those types of worshipers in the kingdom of Jesus. Praise God. Awestruck worshipers. The second type of worshiper that Jesus creates is the quiet worshiper. The quiet worshiper. Look with me in verse 19. And Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Mary treasured up all that she was hearing from the shepherds, all that she was hearing from the people around her. She was treasuring up, which means to set aside in her mind all of these gospel things. Have you ever had a moment that just kind of forever is in your mind as a memory? Of course you do. I do. You do. We have these moments where we are just left to, to treasure what has just happened as far as the interaction or the scene or whatever we saw or interaction we had with somebody else. That was Mary at this moment. She was forever sealing in her mind all that was being said about her baby boy. And that was the sense of that word treasure. She also pondered these things. And the word ponder means to put a puzzle piece together. Put the puzzle pieces all together. Mary was putting it all together in her mind. And Mary's worship was not so much awestruck worship. She was more quietly worshiping God. Because she was taking in the fact that her baby boy was the son of God. So she was experiencing quiet and powerful worship. And don't be fooled by the lack of volume that Mary and her worship of Jesus was have. It was silent, but it was very powerful. Let me give you an illustration. Many of you parents and grandparents this morning, on Christmas morning, will be doing some of this quiet treasuring and pondering. As you look around your room as you gather together as family or friends for Christmas, you who are older, you'll begin to look at the room a little differently than you used to look at it. You will begin to ponder more, put the pieces together of what God's doing in everybody's lives. 
you'll begin to treasure things more. You'll begin to really set these things in your mind. You'll begin to have these memories. The children are growing up or the grandchildren are growing up. Everyone is getting older. Family members, some of them have gotten saved this year. Praise God, they're now Christians. Some of your family members have died this year and they're gone with Jesus now. And you're looking around the room and you're, you're doing more of the Mary worship. You're pondering these things. You're treasuring these things. You're thinking through these things. It's not that you don't have things to say. It's just that your worship to God is more quiet. If that's you, you can relate to Mary. Mary was listening to all these things and she was just pondering them in her heart. She was taking them in. She was treasuring these things in her heart. And this is how Jesus works. He creates quiet worshipers. Because sometimes we worship God best when we say nothing at all. Sometimes we worship Jesus best when we're quiet and we're pondering and we're thinking through all that God has done in our lives. And so you parents and you grandparents this morning as you're watching this, don't miss your treasuring moments. Don't miss your pondering moments. As you look around your room right now, don't miss the reality of what God is doing, what God is building. Look at all that Jesus has done and all that he is doing. Jesus creates quiet worshipers. And the third type is loud worshipers. Jesus creates loud worshipers. And the shepherds return, verse 20, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. These shepherds were loud. They were glorifying and praising God and shouting and singing. There was nothing quiet about the shepherds. Unlike Mary, these shepherds were making a ruckus. They were being loud. It reminds me of the raucous conversations I hear after our church gatherings in the foyer, which I love. I love the loud sounds of fellowship and connection and laughter. That is music to this pastor's ears. So keep doing it when we get back together this year. It reminds me of like all the chants and loud yells that I've heard after sporting events. When your team wins and you're walking out of the arena or you're walking out of the stadium and there's these, these raucous you know, celebrations happening all over the place. That's what I think of. When I think of the shepherds, they had seen so much. They had experienced so much. They had seen baby Jesus. They were going back to their fields and they were loud and praising God, glorifying him for the privilege of everything they had seen. And it's awesome. You might experience that this morning at Christmas time with the kids opening up their presents and there could be loud shouts, shepherd shouts. There could be loud praises and songs of praise when the right present is opened up and it's the gift that they wanted and all of a sudden there's these great raucous praise songs coming from our children. That's what we live for as parents and grandparents. That's what we live for. We love those moments. That's a little picture of the shepherds. Loud in praise. And for those of you adults, you're like, yeah, I don't really do that loud stuff anymore. Yeah, you do. You really do. It's not so much presents that you get loud for. It's the food. Can I get a food amen, right? 
It's the food we get loud for. But here's the thing. When Jesus saves you from your sins, sometimes you just got to give a shout of joy to God for what he's done. Sometimes you just got to give a shout of praise and thanksgiving and be a little loud and rowdy for Jesus. If your sins are forgiven and you are justified in the eyes of God Almighty, he will never bring your sins up again. You are justified. Your home is heaven. Your victory is guaranteed. Your destination is sure. All these wonderful things come through the name of Jesus Christ. How about we give him a shout of praise this morning? Christmas involves loud worshipers. Now, the gospel saves and creates all different kinds of worshipers. Jesus creates all kinds of worshipers. Awestruck worshipers, quiet worshipers, and loud worshipers. My question for you this morning is this. What kind of worshiper are you today? A second follow-up question is this. Are you a worshiper of Jesus? Some of you need to be saved this morning, and I would encourage you to do that. Christmas morning is, can't think of a better time to come to know Jesus as your Savior. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, Mary took the Lord in her arms, and oh, that you may bear him in yours. So Merry Christmas. May you be a genuine worshiper of Jesus today, and may God bless you as you have heard his word Thanks for joining us for this stream. Let me pray and we will be all done. Father, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that the kingdom of Jesus draws in all kinds of different worshipers, awestruck worshipers. Lord, may we all be awestruck in the presence of Jesus Christ. Quiet worshipers, those moments of pondering and treasuring. Oh God, would you please give us that same spirit of quiet worship and loud worship, the worship of the shepherds, glorifying and praising you. Lord, may we be loud in our praise of Jesus Christ. God, you treasure all these different kinds of people. Lord, there's always room for another person in your kingdom. So God, I pray that if there's one person who hears the sound of my voice on this Christmas morning that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, may this be the morning that they repent of their sins and believe in Jesus and be saved. God, we pray for every Christian. May you encourage them and build them up in their faith. May you do a wonderful work of worship today. God, do it all for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.